Welcome back to A Lonely 20-something. Good morning, everybody. Okay, I'm going to start this episode off a little bit different because I've been learning more about how to grow this podcast. So the first thing I'm going to say is please rate, review, and subscribe. It helps us really build this community a lot. I'd love to get to the point where we can do listener letters and have more interactivity on the podcast. Doing this helps others find the pod or the cast, whatever you want to call it. So help another 20-something out and click that button. I'd appreciate it a lot. Hello, my friends. Um, I hope that you're all well and feeling refreshed and are excited about 2021. I know right now it feels like 2020 in like a hooded coat with three kids underneath. A trench coat, that's what it's called. 2020 in a trench coat with three kids underneath, but I promise it's a whole new year actually. Um, and we're gonna do great. Um, and if we're not, we're gonna learn. Uh, but we're about one month in. And although we've had, you know, some big pauses between episodes, I'll admit you got me on that one. Um, I'm still kind of stuck on the same things. I'm still just on TikTok supporting my girl Charlie. Um, Nothing has quite shaked my world like Emily in Paris uh, that I have to update you on. Actually, in fact, I'm like full on receded into nostalgia mode. Um, I'm actually on season three of Game of Thrones. Turns out is a very good show. Can confirm. Uh, Many years later, uh, I see what you guys were talking about. Uh, Winter is coming, am I right? Um, But, like, it's been really funny because I've heard about the Facebook groups that people are doing where they're pretending it's, you know, 2010. And I watch these TikTok videos that come up on my feed all the time where it's, like, someone pretending to be a teacher and it just feels good to get yelled at one last time for talking or... I shouldn't say for being rude to the substitute teacher. I was never rude to the substitute teacher, but we know what that is. We know that feeling of like your teacher comes back and is like, I'm so disappointed in you. Like who wouldn't want to feel that just one more time? And honestly, this is like the ultimate feeling. I would pay so much money. I Actually, please message me how much you would pay for this. Imagine logging on to Kid Picks one more time. Like getting to hear that sound when you click your brush one more time. That intro song. One more time. I'm not going to sing it, but we can all hear it. Um, so yeah, I don't worry, guys. I'm still like escaping reality. I'm still not really here. Um, just in a little bit of a, a different way this time. Today, though, guys, I want to do something a little bit different um, because the season's a little bit different for me. And I think it'll be interesting um, for people who are listening to this episode back to back with the one right before it because I was listening to it today. Um, And it wasn't that long ago, but still so much has changed. um, And it's kind of exciting. Um, I started this podcast as a space to talk about all the like really sad and uncomfortable and honest truths that I was feeling. Like I didn't really have a space to say like adequately answer like how am I doing and how am I feeling. Um, you know, I wanted to talk about all the ways in which my life wasn't perfect or wasn't what I thought it was going to be or wasn't like in quotation marks okay um, that I was afraid to talk about in real life. 
And I think in doing that, it has been really therapeutic for me. And for those of you who have reached out, it seems like it's been helpful for you. But maybe I've missed a little bit of the joy. And I honestly can't say that I felt joy like I feel right now um, since I started this podcast. But I think that this is a good opportunity to share that, to share the celebration, the wins, and the exciting, fun change. You know, we talked a lot about like the hard change and the forced change. Um, but what about like that exciting feeling, um, the anxiety that feels so good and positive, that feels like right before you get on the biggest roller coaster at the amusement park? That's kind of where I am today, and I'm really excited. Um, so, this episode is actually about hope. This episode is about the future. It's about excitement about the future versus dread of the future, which I've certainly been in. And it's about savoring that and those moments when you get it uh, to be like, hell fucking yes. Um, There's this quote that I I love so much that's like, uh, remember how badly you once wanted what you have right now? And so this is one of those moments where I've kind of gotten, I'm like looking at my life and I'm like, well, I have a lot of the things that I've been wanting for so long and... I want to remember this feeling. So I hope I can share that with you guys. Um, And I hope that you guys are going through something similar. Maybe not today, but maybe you did last year or maybe you will next year. Um, This one's about hope. So let's get into it. So I quit my job, dot, dot, dot. And I'm at peace, dot, dot, dot. And I feel bold. (laughs) <laughs> dot 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 um it's all happening and I'll be honest with you I left that in even though I wrote it many many months ago before I actually quit my job um but now I'm a little bit wiser and I've experienced the toughest part of this and while I was at peace when I wrote that um I really struggled with the toughest part which was actually quitting and showing my truth and saying goodbye So last year, um, I had this idea that I was struggling with, and I repeated to you guys, I repeated it to my therapist, I repeated it to literally everyone I talked to, but I had this idea that I hadn't made a single choice since graduating college, and this idea of being bold was like really top of mind for me, and so I set out to make the most me and personal decision I'd ever made, um, And in something, it's funny, I like kind of planted little seeds and talked about it a bit and a bit and a bit until I knew that there was literally no other choice for me but to actually act and do. And my therapist said, you know, um, we don't change until staying the same is more uncomfortable than changing. And I got to that point. So I wanted to make a decision that was completely based on gut one that was without sacrifice or delayed gratification. Um, This is like not gonna sound earth-shaking or ground-breaking to anybody, but I've been in this very like, um, I will go anywhere, flow with the ocean kind of mindset and like, ooh, let's go wherever the wind takes me. Um, But in this decision, I chose three locations I would consider and I was very decisive about it. And that was like a big step for me to have grounds and to be like no it needs to fit within this box um and because I already had a job that was you know it it kept me alive um and it was challenging and was somewhat engaging um but it wasn't exactly where I needed to be or in accordance with my dream I wasn't going to settle for the same 
So I would only leave for something that I would consider to be my dream next step. And I was willing to take however long it took to find that. And that means 100% perfect, no concessions. Um, So I interviewed for jobs that I could do that weren't my dream with teams and pay and location that all seemed great and ideal. Um, And while I didn't think I would hate them, and I teetered with the thought, like, you know, sometimes I let myself think, like, would I take this thing that's not 100% uh, what I want? Um, I decided that I wasn't going to. And to clarify, 100% what I wanted is just kind of in that moment based on gut what I think. I know that life is not perfect and I know that things will change and that everything has its pros and cons, but I wanted to make a decision and start off feeling very certain and very excited. And so when I got to the final round with the company that I did end up choosing, I like, I fully knew that this was it. Um, As the TikTok kids would say, like, this was end game (laughs) for me. Um... And the weird thing, and I hope this doesn't come off like cocky, but I think in the way that I think about the universe and the way that I'm trying to embrace my gut, like not only did I feel like this was it, I'm going to choose it, but I also felt like, man, they're going to choose me. Like it just felt right. Um, And in all of this process, I didn't consider where my boyfriend was moving. I didn't think about what other people would think about the job like whether the name of the company was flashy or people would immediately get what I was doing um, or whether it'd be like as easy and uh, fun to talk about as in parties as working at a beer company is um, or even what people at my current job would think. It was like only myself in the moment. Um, And that's where I was when I recorded the intro of this episode and I was really feeling that joy and that hope and the elation and accomplishing something so personal and feeling like I was on the right track for myself but then the peace um around other people had to enter so the day that I quit I like wrote out um line by line first of all I googled how do you quit and then I wrote out a script the night before and I waited till like end of day like perfect time and I was called my boss and I read my script and I felt so happy at you know making myself say and do all these things and actually taking that next step and then all of a sudden I felt like everything was completely outside of my hands like my boss started being like thank you for warning me Um, I'm gonna have these conversations what can we do to make you stay and in my head I was like warning like I'm quitting like this is my two weeks like there's no warning here and I started to think, well, is there anything I could do to stay? Like, was this my bargaining power? And am I making a mistake? And all of these things started swirling in my head and I found myself really, really scared. I was scared not only about just like whether I was making the right decision, but also whether I would have the power to actually make the right decision. Like when I took the weekend to think about it, I knew, and I knew in the moment when she was saying it, that there was nothing to make me stay. Like, this was the better offer and I'd done so much of my time at my last company to fight and to stay and to let them know what I wanted. Um, It was almost as if like the weeks leading up to quitting, like the universe was like literally trying to shut off every no. And I don't think I've told you guys this story, but I got an interview for myself internally in the company into an area I wanted to move into. My manager said, hey, just give me a few months. I think you need to complete out these projects and then I will help you move. 
all of a sudden I get a call from the VP of our department saying, hey, you have a new job in this new area, and this is what we've decided for you. Um, like, no connection to anything I've ever asked for, no connection of my input, my manager's input, which is, like, the whole time at the company. They're like, talk to your manager, make sure they know what you want to do. Um, but that doesn't matter if they don't coordinate with your manager. So I went back to my manager and I was like, hey, I know that you said that maybe I could do this opportunity, but you wanted me to stay in this role. It looks like my role is changing anyway. What do you think? Like, do you think I still have the chance of moving to this other role in six months? And she was like, I can't tell you. I have no idea. And so then I met with the head of our people department and she was like, you should keep telling your manager what you want to do. And you should be excited that they want you to stay in this department. And it just seemed like everything I was trying was a no, 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 like it's not going to happen here. And again, I think that was the universe being like, move on, bitch. But <laughs> I found the people pleaser in me suddenly emerging as I was having these conversations with my boss. And all of a sudden people were like, is there anything we can do? And it's like, I've been saying this. Um, and then the other element of this that was kind of troubling for me, which is totally probably a, a me problem, I don't know if anybody can relate, but the final and location I ended up choosing or um, that the job was in um, is where my boyfriend is moving. And so suddenly I was also afraid that this really personal choice would center on the narrative that I'm moving for him and that it would erode my boldness and like the sense of pride I had in making a decision just for me. So... For two weeks, my biggest fears were about the really nice, really kind and overwhelming text calls, emails, voicemails I was receiving from people about me leaving. Um, like I would stay up all night just like staring at texts and emails and voicemails and like feeling like debilitated in my ability to respond to them, which I thought was just like kind of post pandemic anxiety, which I, I think it was a little bit, but also my therapist helped me to code that it was also the idea of having to talk about something so personal to myself over and over again and share with everyone, um, like this decision that I was making that felt uh, very me. And then I had to also come with to terms with what it might actually mean to like close this chapter in my life. For example, in the work episode, I talked about how work like becomes this weird identifier that we have after college all of a sudden. Like you meet someone at an airport bar and I'm sorry that this is like my frame of reference, but from living in Oklahoma and spending all of my time flying out of airports with layovers, um, it just really makes me overestimate the amount of time that people spend in airport bars. Um, I can't wait till they come back uh, post-pandemic, but <laughs> the first thing that people always ask you is like, what do you do? Um, so leaving that, no matter what your relationship to what you do is, is scary and weird. And it's funny because when I worked at the company, a lot of times people talked about how like one of the biggest perks is when you say you work at a beer company, all of a sudden people want to talk to you and they're excited and um, they have all these thoughts about alcohol and questions. And I did, re I will say that is actually 100% true. Now that I have this new job, literally nobody cares what I do and nobody understands it. So that that is a slight perk that I am missing. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was a big part of my identity and like on dating apps or when I was at bars or nightclubs or with my friends, um, I spent so much time talking about alcohol and the alcohol industry and, 
um, begging people to drink our products. And I felt like, oh my God, what am I going to do? What am I going to talk about? Who am I? But also more than that, we all choose our jobs for a reason. Like we had dreams potentially, uh, when you come to a company, like my dream was I wanted to create a Super Bowl commercial and it's something that I said all throughout the interview process and for three and a half years that I was there. And so when I was leaving, I had to like grieve the death of that dream and grieve any thoughts or ideas that it could have been different, that I could have done something different. Like, what if I had been better? What if I had been smarter? What if I had been more likable? Um, is this the place, the perfect place? And I just wasn't as cut out for it as others. What if I had done something to not have been moved to Oklahoma? Um, what if I'd started my career in LA for the company? Like how would my experience have been different? Um, and not to go back to Elaine Walteroth, but why not? Because she's the best. Um, and more than enough is the best. And in it, she mentions that Oprah says the hardest thing about breaking up is never just the end itself, but it's the death of the dream. And in the end, you can't help but daydream about the if onlys and what ifs. You mourn what could have been until you're forced to confront that it is over. And that's on page 286. But I think that was also a big part of my anxiety that I was dealing with, like reckoning with the fact and also carrying that shame that I had somehow wasted three and a half years or that I'd failed myself or the world. <laughs> like when people are asking me why I was leaving, it was like, because I never accomplished my dreams and I realized that my dreams were never going to happen and that nobody cared about my dreams. And that's really hard to, one, have to realize for yourself all day, but also two, have to sugarcoat and hide for other people and people please because there's no real appropriate way to tell the truth. Um, but absolutely all of this is to say um, that I'm so lucky that I've chosen something. One, I'm lucky to have had a job that sustained me and that actually, you know, people were there, people, uh, people trusted in me. People gave me challenging things. Um, I was treated well, um, relatively. And I'm also lucky that I was able to choose something or move to something that made all of this saying goodbye manageable. Um, because throughout it all, I knew that I'd chosen something that I felt was in quotations perfect and that there was literally no other decision I could have made. Like the, it did not feel, it could not have been more clear to me in my heart of hearts and in my soul and in my gut, um, that this was the right decision to make. Um, and I feel like if I had felt that there was another decision, it would have been a whole different position and a lot more turmoil. And I can say that I'm not sure what's next. I'm about three months in, um, so I don't know how I'll feel um, later into this new job, um, although that certainly sounds like a podcast in the making, so plug. Um, but I know that in this moment, um, I feel so grateful. Um, when Elaine quit her job at Condé Nast, yes, we're talking about her again, she said, I trusted that there was so much more than this for me. And I agree. I think up until now in my career, I didn't feel like I was building anything for myself. I felt very much like I had to hide what my passions were and just kind of be excited to be involved um, or to have a job or to uh, be recognized, even if it wasn't who I was or who I am or what I wanted to be recognized for. Um, and 
in choosing a next step for myself, um, all of a sudden I feel empowered, like I'm uh, Bob the Builder, and he's literally the only person I know with a toolbox, so (laughs) sorry if that reference is lame, but um, I am crafting and putting together who I want to become. I am deciding what skills I sharpen, what path I take. Um, I'm going to be challenged, but in a way that is exciting and feels like I'm moving forward um, versus being on like a um, moving sidewalk at the airport. <laughs> Do you guys love the the references in this episode or not? Um, <laughs> sorry, my it's yeah, sorry, this is what I got today. Um, but so that one day I can look at the patches of my queer quilt and see me and my mark and what I've decided to build and to offer to the world. And I think that's so empowering. I used to be, um, I used to like see podcasts or articles or events about things in the field that I was interested in and I would get sad. I like couldn't engage in them because it would make me feel, um, yeah, just like sad and deflated that I didn't actually get to work on that stuff or that this was all going on kind of without me FOMO if you will um and sometimes I would listen and I would mourn that they were so far from what I was doing on the daily but now I listen and I'm energized and now the things that I'm passionate about in my um outside of work life um is more connected to my day-to-day um and I feel like people feel like I'm Uh, more special and more qualified as I bring those in. So this episode is still about hope. um, And I want to put this feeling of hope in a bottle and keep it forever. Because for the first time in a long time, I feel like me (laughs) and that I get to be me. Um, And I've learned the lesson that I am in the driver's seat and I can make a turn literally whenever I choose. Um, That this is all about my gut and about my life and about owning it and creating the experiences I want to create. Um, Like we talked about last time, guys, like we know our dreams, you know your dreams. And if I read my dreams from last episode, um, I can cross promotion into a marketing role off. I can cross my job will be my passion, or at least I hope so off. I can cross, I want to live in a bustling city off. Um, the amount of times I've written those things over and over and over again to manifest them in different words over the past three years, or I've like tried to retrofit them into a life that I was living or what I thought was possible. Um, and all I can say is that I feel like it really happened at just the right time. And again, that I think that's the lesson here. The big takeaway, um, the major key uh, now I have to re-record this because there's no way I can leave that in. But also, did someone tell DJ Khaled about talk TikTok? Because I really feel like this is this could bring him back to summer 2016 Snapchat vibes. Um, but I'm just that's a note to self. Message DJ Khaled about TikTok because I feel like he's not he's not taking advantage of the opportunity. Um, but anyway. <laughs> The lesson here is that I can find this feeling again and that I'm never trapped and that I am an independent person on my own effing journey that may not look like um, that of the people who I started working with or others who disagree with me. Um, And that's what makes me special. That's what makes life special. That's what brings the possibility to life and the wonder and excitement to life. Elaine says, and I think this will be the last Elaine reference of the episode, that our lives are a series of dreams realized. 
job titles are temporary, but purpose is finite. So trust that life will continue to mold you, challenge you, wait, sorry. Trust that life will continue molding you, challenging you, and readying you for the next adventure. I want you all to keep dreaming, keep listening to your gut, and if it's the right time for you, here's your sign to go chase after your dreams. Guys, please keep sharing your dreams with your journals, your friends, and family. Make sure you know what they are, no matter what the level of detail you have right now is. I'm actually thinking of doing a Zoom party with all of my friends where everyone shares their wildest dreams. To me, that's just like, I'm like already crying thinking about it. Um, Free idea if you want it. Um, If you don't want to share it with people you know, my DMs are absolutely always open and I'd want nothing more to hear about your, than to hear about your wild dreams. Um, I know right now we're in the midst of the great resignation. Um, A lot of people are leaving their jobs post-pandemic moving to different companies, new experiences, new ways of life. Um, If you need anyone to chat through about this um, and potentially the anxiety of this, I am absolutely here. Um, But I I hope that I can be of support on your journey to feeling excited and hopeful and passionate in your day-to-day. Although I do kind of love the TikTok idea that there's no dreaming of labor and there's no dream jobs, but best job if we have to exist in a capitalistic society feel free to reach out to me about (laughs) um if you enjoyed this episode let me know again the instagram is a lonely 20 something the email is young profs figuring this out at gmail.com and i will catch you on the flip side yay